0: You can do it. Yes, you can. I'm Brie Pruitt. Help me understand your trouble, your struggle. I'll build you up. I'm Brie Pruitt. You're my buttercup. Welcome to You Can Do It with Brie Pruitt, the weekly pep talk podcast for all the things we struggle with. Oh, we ran out of gas on that one. I'm coming to you live from Glendale, California. Uh, a.k.a. the traditional lands of the Tongva, Tatafian, and Chumash people. Sending my energy to all you good and gentle listeners. Also, all the people who are paying close attention to the elections board in Michigan, Wayne County, Michigan. We're good. We're keeping our eye on you, you dastardly election counters, uh, we're keeping an eye on you. And uh, thank you to everybody who's doing that. Um, shout out to the Portland Trailblazers who may be acquiring uh, a a player, uh, Robert Covington from the Houston Rockets. Very exciting. Uh, all my energy there and all my energy to the good people at Trader Joe's making the dark russet potato chips. You're doing the Lord's work. They are Fucking delicious. Get over there, Trader Joe's. Um, Hello, good and gentle listeners. Thank you for joining me. This is a special episode where... I called for listener struggles and we're going to address a couple listener struggles here today. Um, I will be accepting additional listener struggles. You got to get over to Instagram.com slash you can do it WBP. Yep, you can do it with Brie Pruitt. That's a you can do it WBP um, after the slash after the Instagram.com. Check that out. Follow me and I'll continue to do calls like this um, for future episodes. We've got great guests coming in the future, but I'm excited to get to uh you know talk talk to some uh people in my community about their struggle. You're in my community too. I very much appreciate you tuning in. What is going on? What's new? Um well, I do want to say that I am doing a stand-up comedy show on Zoom um in the internet and that's on this friday uh october uh, nope it's it's november it's november 20th uh november 20th it's gonna be november 20th friday 8 p.m on zoom um that's a great show hosted by my dear friend aviva siegel there's great comedians on it my friend greg edward um who is hopefully a, a future guest um, greg edwards is really funny really great comedians on that show putterboss sisters it's going to be great. Uh, if you need a giggle, come on by. And also, um, I did a set for a benefit for Impact Northwest. They pushed the date back. It was going to be in early November. Now it's going to be early December um, 12-4, December 4th. That's what 12 means. And Impact Northwest is a nonprofit. They're doing a huge push to help homeless folks. And they need they need you to help them to help them. So give what you can impact Northwest. It's part of the give guide. Um, if you're in Portland, Oregon, or if you're anywhere and you care about homeless folks in Portland, Oregon, which should, um, yeah, get, get involved. Um, Twitter fleets. That's new. <laughs> that's something that's happening. For those of you who don't know, if you're not a Twitter user, um, they just added another fucking thing to Twitter for us to figure out. It's basically Instagram stories that they added to Twitter. Completely unnecessary. Why are they doing that? Stop it. Didn't these fools see the social dilemma? We need you to do other stuff. We need you to protect us from misinformation, not give us another fucking chore to update. Very, very irritated by Twitter fleet. It just seems ridiculous to think about that right now. Y'all y'all are on basically trial for ruining another election. You dumb social media moguls. Jack, get it together. Twitter fleets is happening. What else is happening? I moved all my furniture around. Now it feels like I have a new house. Does anybody ever do that in the pandemic? Bet you've done it 13 times. You're all sick of it. I've probably done it as many times as a studio apartment will allow. Um it's it's pretty neat. I I do like there's a there is a magic to moving your furniture around when you're sick of your apartment. Um okay, the other thing, oh, I want to say shout out to the a uh, beautiful visit to Trader Joe's I had. I never thought I would value like a smooth grocery store visit. But it's they're such small stores and the covid is real, you know, and so you really got to go on a light day and I just had a sweet spot, chef's kiss Trader Joe's visit. So shout out there. I got my dark russet potato. Oh, I got my uh what else did I get? <laughs> what else I get? I got my oh I love this is so stupid. I love their green beans, frozen green beans in a bag. It's just I it's just something I like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know I don't know how I became this person. Okay, so that was that. Um the next thing I wanted to share, and I'm gonna link to it in uh the episode notes. It was a thread I found on Twitter, the aforementioned twitter.com, and it is a freaking fascinating thread, um, and it's a, it's a paper, and they link to the paper, and it is an experiment, it's a science experiment, where uh, a bunch of people were, were given the opportunity <laughs> to be alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes, Okay. That was the experiment. They were given the opportunity to be alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes and just enjoy thinking. Or they could give themselves an electric shock. Okay? Now, how many people do you think gave themselves electric shock instead of being with themselves in a room for 15 minutes? 67% of men chose to experience shocks. (laughs) I just... Okay. It's and it's twenty five percent of women, a quarter of women, 67 percent of men. I know men like that. Do you? I, I, um, it's wild. And and before you go thinking like, well, men are curious. That's that's the that's the listener voice. Uh, well, men are curious. They probably want to know what the shocks were all about. Uh, bitch, no. The the experiment was set up so that everybody got to try the shock. Before, and they still wanted more, okay, and it hurt that's an they don't exactly describe why, but it did hurt, okay now, what they did take out was one person from the experiment, their data was removed because that person shocked themselves a hundred and ninety times in fifteen minutes. That's a lot that's what ten times a minute that's that's a lot. But that person has got something else going on. That was a man also. This is a surprise. Um, wild. Can you, can you, I, I love to think and I love to be alone with myself. And I really, and I'm sure some of you listening are like, oh, I get it. And I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. I want to shock myself. And um, I just really believe that we need to re uh, define our relationships with pleasure and y'all you, you have been listening to this podcast. You know that I'm a big proponent of pleasure. Um, but also, um, why are we afraid of our thoughts so much? Yikes. Yikes, folks. Okay, so this um, leads me into my rant. Um, I always kick off the podcast with a rant and a pep talk. This one's no different, even though it's a slightly different uh, podcast but or episode. But we're going to go right from this, like, against this anhedonia, this anti-pleasure principle. <laughs> And move right in the rant, which is hey, why isn't sex considered exercise? Yeah, it's exercise. It's right there. Why isn't, why isn't, why don't we talk about sex like it's exercise? It is exercise. If you are in a certain weight loss program that tracks your, and tracks and commodifies your exercise so that you can eat it in dessert later. You count sex as exercise. People from the program know what I'm talking about. Wink. But also, um, this is a Weight Watchers reference for anybody's. But also, it just is exercise. It's good for us. It feels great. It is active. It's as active as most exercise. Maybe it doesn't go on as long. Or maybe it goes on a little too long, if you don't know. I'm saying it. it is. Fuck off. It is exercise. And it, it, here's why it's not considered exercise is because things we consider exercise to be good and health and morality is on one side and because of our dumbass puritanical roots, sex and morality are on up op- are oppositional to each other through our stupid culture. But you know what? We are adults. we know sex is both good and exercise. We also know that being healthy is not moral. You can be sick and a good person, and you can be fat and a good person, and you know it just is bullshit that things are only good for us when they're, he- when they're painful and uncomfortable or something we have to force ourselves to do. It's just. It's just bullshit and and frankly, you know exercise needs rebranding because everybody hates it unless people like it because it's exercise and then they're smug dicks and we hate them. We only the only people who enjoy exercise are the people who enjoy it and have their own practice and that's fine, good for you. listen, if I sound crazy, it's because I have, you know, I have had a bad experience with exercise. So let me go straight into the pep talk now. Ooh, flowing so hot, flowing so like lava. Going straight into the pep talk because I always do a pep talk to balance out the rant. The pep talk is for me. Um, The pep talk starts with my struggle, which is that I've been sitting on Zoom calls all day. I've been sitting all day. All I do is sit. All I do is look at a screen and talk into various microphones and headphones. Um, I think that's it's probably bad. It's probably bad to sit so much. And also, let me point out that this is not pleasurable sitting. And so I feel okay saying that this inactivity is bad. I don't like the – the. I think um, being sedentary has gotten a bad rap. Being still is like, you know, a lot of monks thought it was very good. And I think it is very good. But um, I sit all the time. And so what I need to get back in relationship with is, like, moving – and like moving my body so I don't fuse to this chair. So I need to get back in relationship with moving. But I hate exercise. Um, not really exercise itself. But I hate fitness culture. And I hate fitness culture. And here's where the pep talk starts. I hate fitness culture because we hate the things that made us feel like less than worthy of life. We hate the things <laughs> That hurt us. We hate the things that harm us. So it's okay for me to hate fitness culture. It was unkind. It was cruel to me at many points of my development as a human. I hate fitness culture. I fucking hate it. I want it all to burn. But I need to move my body at least three more times a day in any way at all. So what I need to start getting in relationship with is like a timer on my phone to tell me to stand up, like just literally these kinds of things and even the word like should, should stand up, it's it's making me feel triggered. It's making me feel like I'm participating in fitness culture. Oh, no. And then I fall back into a, a crazy, you know, calorie tracking monster life. And, you know, frankly, it's not what I need. But I I, I think I can get back into relationship with something that encourages me gently to move that's not, um, you know, my, um, like... Weight stigma from in the call coming from inside the house. Um, okay, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the magic from the pep talk because I have other pep talks to get to. Because I had some really kind and generous people write in. Um, you can and if you want to be one of these people to share your struggle, you can slide right into my DMs like they did. Um, it's at Instagram. You can do it uh, with Pre Pruitt and with B- WBB, and they shared their struggles so beautifully and bravely and their struggles are unique because I talk to all these comedians on this show and every every comedian's like I haven't made it yet (laughs) (laughs) that's not nice they come on my podcast and I make fun of them no um many comedians have the same struggle, which is, you know, we're really working on making it in this industry and nobody feels confident about that. So I was really grateful to hear from these two people. I'm going to use pseudonyms. And so we're going to go Pep Talk A, Pep Talk B. Pep Talk A is where we're going to start. A, I love you. Thank you for writing in. I'm going to paraphrase their struggle. I'm not going to read it word for word um, as they wrote it in, but uh, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the, the substance of it. It is their last semester of a, of a college program and their struggle is homework. Um, they said they, they, they feel like they need meth. They feel like they need drugs to get their homework done. Um, it's an intense program. It is an animation program. Animation. So cool. Oh my God. And it's such a good opportunity to be in animation because of quarantine. So I'm so excited for you. A, I'm so excited for you to get into animation. Um, They say, so a says it's an intense program. Um, the final project is like a little out of their comfort zone. And so they feel like, and I quote, they feel like they just have to fail faster because it's it's something they're trying to do, okay? So I was like, hey, give me a little bit more information. They're like, um, one thing that's making it really hard to like finish school is they're having COVID relapses. I'm like, babe, no. So they made this really smart decision to keep their final project super simple okay and I think you know that's so wise okay so let me just jump in this pep talk Um, I want to say you know I hate your struggle it's it 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 breaks my heart to know that you're having COVID relapses and you can't you know and you don't get the space to just kind of heal because I mean we can all you know we all are acutely aware of the dangers of COVID and and um and having it and and the lasting you know impact and and that's a lot of not only physical healing to do but that's also kind of some trauma to do and so i hope you are taking good care of yourself and i know it's so hard when you have so much to do um i also hate your struggle because i hate homework so much i really really relate i was i am i'm a smart gal i know i know this to be true i was a g- girl full in high school full c average full C average, even though I'm so, so smart. And in college, it was a, it came up, it was like a B minus average because I was feeling very affirmed by the information I was learning. And I'm, and I'm hoping that you can go toward that, you know, go toward the parts of your program that really light you up and, and the parts of you that you just have to like slog through that you just have to like do I have this piece of advice. Um, so these, this is where the resources are coming in. Um, oh, and I just want to say also, like, as a, on a macro level, like, if you're so sick, like, you know, we, we should – college should be free, you know, so you should be able to be like, oh, um, I'm very sick. I got the COVID, you know, the thing that we're all trying to avoid. So can I have a semester off? And they would be like, yes, we'll pay your bills because – it's very bad to be sick and it'll be like a, you know, a temporary, you know, disability moment. And we don't have that and we should, um, you know, you should be, you should get time off of college just the same way you get time off of work at your job. You should push your last semester out like a year. But um, also I'm, I, you know, I don't know the details and I, I'm getting a strong um, earth sign energy from you maybe you're pushing through and you want to wrap up your school year that makes sense I'll tell you what I went to college for like six years I was ready I was I got a bachelor's in six years maybe she's not so smart um no but I spaced it out toward the end so I I get the feeling of like oh I just want to be done with this um okay so 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 my my advice my my resources that I'm going to share um when you are just in that place where it's not like work that you can get excited about. It's just work that makes you feel like you don't want to do it. Um, well, think what level of quality does this work need to be? And that's just a suggestion. Like, if you know, be practical. If If you are not being graded on this stuff, if you've already passed pretty much, may I suggest cutting some corners? <laughs> I mean, this is also... You know, I know a lot of people have a really strong work ethic and I can tell by the way this person writes that they have a strong work ethic, that they're, you know, they're very talented. Oh, also, I forgot this part. They're also like so disinterested in their homework because they're looking forward to their next career, which they've already kind of got a gig lined up. And it's not totally in their field. It's just like left of their field. So they're not super stoked about their homework because they're really looking toward their future and that's beautiful. And, but you still want to wrap it up, right? You still want to wrap up the homework. Well, I know you're talented already at your work because you've already got it your next gig. So I know objectively that you're talented. Is that talent, as many people know, if you're really talented and you give it about 30%, with the grading curve, that might be a 90% bitch, you know? I hate to call you a bitch, don't even know you, but um, that's just trying to punctuate my point that um, your best is probably better than necessary. And your moderate level of effort could be a, a, an A. And your bare minimum could pass you. And nobody will ever ask to see your grades. That's something that I can say objectively. If you need some sort of recommendation, you know, I I certainly think that speaking to someone in the program, um, which I'm sure you've already done because you've already, you know, dealt with some delays because of illness. I guess what I would encourage you to do is, you know, to focus on, the the light net you know the the reason that you chose to do this the reason that you you know you chose a creative path. The, the passion that kept you from being a banker, you know, not that being a banker, you could have a passion for being a banker. I don't want to disrespect any bankers. But um, if you want to be an animator and you are a banker, it's probably kind of a tough gig. So what I'm saying is you you picked this vocation, you know, find the parts of this project, find the parts of this final slog that leads you to to that. And I say that because... Um, I am so excited that you are going to be an animator. Like we need you, sis. We need you to tell your story. We need you to um to be you and to you know to to do the creative work you were put here to do. Um, okay. A couple other tips I wrote down. Yeah, keeping it simple is so smart. You know. Um, and and ask for help. You could ask for help from people in your program. You could ask for help with, um, you know, the stuff in your life that might take away from, you know, schoolwork. Um, I wrote, do a half-assed job, lie. This is, <laughs> this is terrible advice. I do think lying is fine, especially because homework is not okay. In the same way that, like, we go to our job and we get money, the money doesn't mean that we did real good at our job. Like, you know, take the morality out of there. It, and and the points you get for homework, there's no, like, actual value to that. So lie. Get through this point in your life that's difficult um, because the next, because this is a really hard year and survival is okay. Um, yeah, but lying isn't for everybody. <laughs> this is... Two episodes in a row now where I'm telling people to just, you know, manipulate, be deceptive. I do think that, you know, systems like money, like working, um, which is the previous episode we had Sammy Maury on talking about their work inability to get work. And and I'm like, manipulate the resume. And, and in this situation, too, I'm like, maybe just tell these professors what they want to hear. You You know, you've been you've been going to school for a while. You know what they want to hear. Give them what they want to hear. And change the way you you know examine the way you feel. If it feels weird to not hand in your very best work, you know, pay attention to that. You know, maybe you're assigning a little bit too much value to how professors are evaluating you. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been in school, but that was definitely something. You know, always chasing professors' approvals was something I was always doing because I wanted to think that wanted them to think I was smart. A, I I really am grateful you for sharing the struggle. I just hate it for you. Oh, doing drugs. That was the other idea because <laughs> you were like, um, I feel like I need meth to do homework. Um, don't do meth. It's very addictive, but there are other drugs that could, um, put you in a different headspace. Maybe this is a great advice. I always, I, you know, when I was in, in college, I was starting, um, to smoke pot, um, in my day to day life. And sometimes I would be like, I can't smoke pot. I have to do all this homework. And then I would be like, just stuck sometimes you just get stuck and, and smoking pot or like, you know, somebody's got a little lateral or something, <laughs> or just some kind of, um, altered state. I don't drink alcohol. And this year I, I drank a bottle of Prosecco to finish a script. Like sometimes it's just nice to, um, Alter your state if you're feeling stuck. Also, um, deadlines are good for me. If deadlines are good to you, maybe set some deadlines with friends. So, like, I need you to re- read this. I don't know what animation school homework is like. I need you to read the script. So, I'm going to send it to you by no later than November eighth. Boom, deadline. You create a deadline for yourself. Maybe it gives you a little buffer for you turning your actual homework. Okay. That's the pep talk. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of magic. Um, I don't think you need any magic because I think you got it. Um, but the magic is actually that the effort you put forth is going to um, be um, multiplied by 10. So if you put in a teeny, if you put in like, if you do a D paper, it's an A paper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's But I really believe that your worst is very good. So A hang in there. I pulled a tarot card for you. It's the Ace of Cups. The Ace of Cups I pulled last week for the whole podcast. Isn't that funny? Emotional opportunities, creative beginnings, um, exactly where you are at in your career, creating these amazing um, you know, new things. And it's also about expressing what's inside you. So if that is something that allows the creative homework juice to flow by channeling something that's going on in your life, um, focus on that. Thank you, A. I love you, A. Thank you for being in community with me. I'll sing at the end of the podcast because I have one more pep talk to do. Pep talk B. Pep talk B is for a Capricorn in chaos, as they describe themselves. uh, Getting a lot of earth in in these struggles. Um, So I'm going to summarize. Trigger warning. um, Abusive relationship. Abuse. Here we go. Capricorn in chaos left an abusive relationship. They have sworn off men. Okay. They have foo- They believe they have fooled everyone around them, including themselves, into thinking, quote, I know what I'm doing. How do I heal and trust? Now I'm reading. How do I heal and trust that I will not step into another toxic relationship? Friendship, romantic, or work. And they also asked me to pull a tarot card, which I absolutely will do. Will do. Pep. Uh, pep talk B, B, I, um, really, really appreciate you sharing this struggle. It is, you know, if, if someone can't completely identify with where you're coming from, I, I think, you know, what you're sharing is extremely beautiful and, and somebody will, will definitely be benefiting from it. Um, okay. So first of all, you left, you left a shitty situation. You knew it was bad and you left great job. Good job. I know it feels maybe stupid or like um, condescending, but it's really big. It's really big. It's really good and big. I'm really glad you left that abusive relationship. Swor- sworn off men, you know, relatable. <laughs> many, many people get that. Okay. Fooled everyone around me, including myself into thinking I know what I'm doing. Well, I just want to say that you did know how to survive in that situation, okay? That's objective. You did survive, you did know how to survive, and you fucking did it. Great job. And you knew how to survive, and you know you needed to leave. So it's not like you didn't know what you were doing. It, it, it's maybe you didn't know that you were, you know, it's, it's like surviving versus thriving, Maybe you weren't thriving in that situation. You didn't see that. But you survived it and you can get into relationship with thriving. Um, so one way to stop feeling like what I'm getting from this sentence, like I fooled everyone around me is like imposter syndrome, right? It's like you think everybody thinks that you're something that you're not. Um, well, what I would say is everybody sees you as a survivor and I know that term is kind of loaded i'm a you know rape survivor so i know that like it's not always like the the cutest um phrasing um but a survivor in the beyonce sense um that you that you are a survivor like all humans encounter trauma and stress and you are surviving it everybody knows that so that's that's the base that's a base understanding of you as a person. And, and I hope that you know that too. And I hope that you bring that into like your day-to-day operations. But if you feel like you're an imposter, you know, I, I, I bet that that's not the case. But if you feel like you've projected something that's inaccurate and you feel like it's time to sort of bring that um, projection of strength, you know, wheel that back a little bit. Let the people around you know, I mean, this is an option. Let them know that you don't know what you're doing. And that and I and frankly, like hearing myself say that, I know that you probably don't want to do that because it's very uncomfortable, especially for a Capricorn to be out of out of to be in chaos, to be out of control. But people who love you and people who are worthy of being in your life will understand that you're not always going to be in control and you're not always going to be free from chaos and they will love you when it's messy and you deserve love when it's messy. Um... Okay, so the next part, how do I heal and trust that I will not step into another toxic relationship, romantic friend, or work? Well, what I love about this is that you're thinking macro. You're thinking of your whole life. You're not just talking about these, you know, these romantic relationships. But, like, knowing that, you know, it's... it's. People in work situations and friendships; those can be harmful relationships too. I think that's really astute. I think you're already preparing for a life where you are not willingly stepping into toxic relationships with others. Um, I think building trust with yourself is—you know—you're really gonna. I mean, you're already on a journey of being in relationship with yourself. You know, you're 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 making choices in, on behalf of yourself. You are um, making huge moves to honor yourself. So that's the beginning of your relationship with yourself. I think, um, one tool to, to heal, um, your relationship with yourself and to trust yourself more is to start keeping promises to yourself. I was reading, um, believe it, the, the holistic, psychologist on Instagram, who's uh, a lovely uh, Instagram account, and I will link them in the comments, um, but it's how to build, yeah, your tr- your self-trust, and you start keeping promises to yourself, and they can be small ones, but I think for you, B, kept my Capricorn in chaos, um, maybe that you should consider those to be maybe self-centered promises to yourself, like promises that center yourself, like I am going to, what's something, buy something, eat something. Um, I mean, I think time is very luxurious sometimes. So like, you know, I'm going to take three hours for myself and I'm just going to do skincare. Actually, I'm not even just going to do skincare. I'm just going to do skincare on my hands, (laughs) for three hours. Like that's pretty luxurious. Let me think of some more like that. Uh, yeah. Hand skin care for three hours is pretty wild. Um, yeah. If you, if you don't really like taking care of like your skin and hands and body, um, you know, I'm going to read smut. (laughs) Do you ever read smut? Like a romance novel? Like something that is like in no way good for your brain. Man, also I was just talking with friends about 50 Shades of Grey and what utter crap that book is. I had no idea that it was so so bad until I tried to read it. And it's just like utter garbage. It's like how and and it was like a cultural phenomenon. That's how repressed we are. It's terrible. Um anyway, since you've sworn off men, um it might be useful for you to start reading smut too. <laughs> get your get your get be in relationship with yourself like that, you know? Um yeah it's it can be a bit uncomfortable to kind of it maybe feels a little silly to be in a relationship with yourself like that I think um it's something to get used to i and and channeling that um <laughs> that rant I had about these these people who shocked themselves because they could not be with themselves like you're not the twenty five percent you're not the sixty seven percent we wanna get you to the 75% of women who can just sit with themselves for 15 minutes. um, Yeah. um, Okay. So your question was, how do I heal and trust that I will not step into uh, another toxic relationship? Well, I have some magic for you, honey. Oh, I'm not doing the, the strict pep talk formula, which is I freaking hate this struggle for you. I hate, I, you guys need to really feel this, but I hate, I hate that you had to leave an abusive relationship and, I hate that it's messy on the way out. Um, I hate that you feel like you can't trust men. And I understand. And nothing about patriarchy feels like we should trust it. Or invest in it. As the... uh, (laughs) Okay, I'm inspired to quote um, the brilliant show I May Destroy You by Michaela Cole, um, in which her character says, um, is accused of being straight. And she says, I'm not straight. I just love dick. She she is straight. Um, but what I like about this line is it sort of separates gender and romance. So perhaps not to say that you should choose to be gay, which you it is your right. This is America. Um, but I think not isolating the you know not isolating you know gender is is a construct right and so we can't put we can't give it too much credit we can't give it too much credit for everything and it's probably you know there if you're a heterosexual woman and you've sworn off men i i just that's fine that's that's fine. That door can open again, I guess is what I'm saying. Sorry sorry to belabor the point. But I think this might help. So the, so when I was trying to think of, of magic for the Cap and Chaos, and I'm going we'll to get to the tarot card in a second. But um, the magic that I thought of, and I thought of like, okay, what kind of protection does this Cap and Chaos need? They need, is it like a heavy door? Or is it like a person? Is it like a protective person? Yeah, I was thinking like a big heavy door that's like slammed shut on anybody who would... Dare abuse a Capricorn and chaos. <laughs> so then I was thinking about, well, we don't want we don't want you closed off. We don't want this abusive relationship to to protect you so tightly that it closes you. Cause I don't want you, you know, I don't want you shut off. Then I was thinking like, what allows what substance like a let lets some things in, like a bouncer, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like a bouncer. Yeah, it is a bouncer, but actually the, the, it's not a bouncer. It's the, it's, um, it's the outside of an egg. So, you know, the ovum, the oocyte in uh, a human woman or or any animal, um, it has, it has a coating and I looked it up and I was like, yeah, it's got to have some like really tough coating and it does have a coating and it's called egg jelly. And every egg And if you're a woman, every egg in your body right now probably is covered with this egg jelly. And it's very thick and it's really smart and it's made of certain kinds of proteins and fibers. And it can make the egg bigger so that it, and it's like protective. Obviously it's very protective. You know, nothing's getting in there if it doesn't want it in there, the egg jelly. Um, But also it can make the, the egg move. It can make the egg bigger. Like if the egg is like, oh, I want that sperm. It just like gets hella big and grabs that sperm. There should be a superhero comic about egg jelly. It's totally amazing. Um, Yeah, I geeked out on it a little bit before this, which is very exciting. Always good to learn things about your own freaking body. But yeah, that egg jelly, it's a protection, but it's also a doorway. It welcomes things that are necessary to be in there. And I was just thinking about how, like, sometimes it's like, sometimes there's problematic stuff that gets in the egg. When I say problematic, I, I would say, I guess, like, you would say, like, genetically imperfect, right? And maybe, like, a baby is born and they're like, whatever, genetically imperfect. I'm using air quotes. You can't see them. Um, But, like, that's still, like, a beautiful baby and a wonderful soul, probably, right? We don't hate those. But, and that's what, you know, sort of I'm trying to let this metaphor do a lot is that, if your egg jelly lets something in and it doesn't seem like it's good for you, this is a bad metaphor because abusive relationship is not good for anybody. I don't know, I don't know what kind of work you're supposed to do here on earth, B. My Capricorn and Chaos. I think, though, that your egg jelly is gonna let in what's needed. Yeah, this egg jelly is is like a bouncer for your precious you know, precious, um, soul and, and spirit and whatever, and it's going to, whatever it lets in is going to, you know, there's going to be friction and that's going to be your output in the world. And you've probably got some big, some big work to do here. I'm so, I'm so blessed to hear about your work and I'm so glad that you're doing it. Yeah. That egg jelly, that, that, that egg jelly is going to keep you protected and let in the right stuff. And that's the magic I put on you is that that egg jelly is like so intelligent. It's got like all this divine intelligence from all of our grandmothers, 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 and it's going to let in exactly what it's needed um, to, to further your journey. Yeah. Google egg jelly, everybody. Egg- and, and then also like beyond egg jelly, there's other layers inside. There's egg plasma. There's the vitelline layer. And if something is not chill with the sperm that's let in, it just eviscerates that shit. You know what? It'll just zap it. Yeah, so actually that's what's happening is egg jelly is being very protective. It's very being kind of welcoming, but it doesn't even matter because if something is not right in that egg, the freaking egg plasma, freaking vitelline layer are going to eviscerate that shit. So you've got several layers of protection, but also several layers of like welcoming shit in. It could even be like Venus flytrap vibes. Like your egg jelly could just welcome shit in and you could eviscerate it anytime you want it. Okay, that's the magic. Um, Bea, I pulled a tarot card from you and I was thrilled. I'm thrilled to report that it's King of Cups, emotional mas- mastery. And um, King of Cups is like the sweetest daddy that exists. You know, he's very sweet, but he's also, he's, he's the boss. He's he's not going to show you like, like he's not going to cry in front of you, you know, but he is crying inside. (laughs) That's the King of Cups. It's emotional mastery. You've been through an abusive relationship and, and probably, you know, other relationships and other things in your life that have been difficult. And you are, maybe if you, if you're not comfortable saying a master, which I bet you're not, um, you are at least more experienced and you have this emotional experience of the King of Cups. And what I am suggesting you do is you turn that sweet daddy empathy toward yourself. You you deserve empathy. Um, you've been through a lot and you being in, in relationship with yourself where you're just like, oh, I can't trust myself. It's like, yeah, that makes sense that you can't trust yourself. And it makes sense that Somebody damaged, somebody by their actions damaged your relationship to self. And that's what you're healing. And you're already protected and protective. Um, So keep showing yourself empathy. Thank you for writing Capricorn and Chaos. I freaking hate it. I freaking hate that this is your struggle. I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to be... Um, you're going to bloom dude you're going to you're going to turn whatever um you eventually you know cautiously let into your egg jelly layer and if they make it through the freaking egg plasma and the vitelline layer it's going to be so beautiful and you're going to be so discerning and and prepared you know and have that and and meet yourself with that empathy every step of the way oh my gosh wow such amazing bravery from these two. I'm going to say it. I'm going to gender them. Women. They are women. They contacted me and I'm pretty sure they're both women. Um, I really appreciate their um, sharing and their vulnerabilities. I do appreciate all the vulnerability of the guests that I join, um that join me on the show. I just think it's so important for us to, if not, you know, if, if I can't really help, you know, I think it at least helps to talk through it. It really helps me. I did pull a tarot card for all the good and gentle listeners. You're good and you're gentle and you deserve a tarot card. So I pulled one for you. And guess what? It's High Priestess. the High Priestess card. And I also pulled the card. Um, I was moved to pull the card in a way that I don't normally do, like the direction, and it came up upright. So it was like a very straightforward High Priestess energy. High Priestess is, um, it's sort of the... It's like the magician, but it's, it, you know, because it's uh, magician's number one, which is the first card in the tarot, um, major arcana. And it's um, it's number two. It's like a it's like a feminine response. Um, it is like wait and see. It's like the transformation has begun. Um, and I think right now, I mean, certainly an election which is being contested in Michigan Um <laughs> The, um, you know, the holidays are kind of stressful. COVID is spiking. Um, the wait and see of it all makes sense to me. Um, high priestess is like, you know, it's, it's, it's intuition. It's intuition on a level of like what we need to do right now. Um, high priestess, there it is. Um, astrology that, you know, this is not an astrology podcast, but I like to mention what's going on. We just got through a new moon in Scorpio girl. I was tired. I was so tired through this new moon on Saturday. Um, it is, a kind of normal astrology for a while. And then we get into eclipse season, I believe in December eclipse. um, eclipses are usually when, you know, there's something kind of, um, intense either internally or externally. So just, you know, batten down the hatches, get ready for that. And that'll be the last of the year. Y'all, thank you for joining me again for another week here on the Pep Doc Podcast. We'll be back next week with a more traditional episode with a guest comedian. I won't even drop who they are yet, but it's going to be a good one. Um, I'll end the podcast like I end every podcast uh, by singing the very end of Voicemen, End of the Road. And now we've come to the end of the road and I can't let go. It's so natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Thanks, everybody.